Welcome to Evidence Space Mommy. I'm your host, Dr. Samantha Radford, and I'm here to combine science and wellness to help parents and kids thrive. Hey there, and welcome back to Evidence Space Mommy. So here in the States, or, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere, we're right at late spring, early summer, and we are dealing with so much pollen. Like even up here, kind of like, so in Pennsylvania, we have a ton of pollen. I know down in Georgia, where I used to live for most of my life, it's got to be atrocious. Um, You can just see, like yellow coating everything is terrible and so that means lots of people around here are having problems with their sinuses and then still if you're in the southern hemisphere like so many people we have I know we've got tons of people listening from Australia um you (laughs) are starting in towards winter you know fall and winter and cold and flu season So basically, no matter where you are, you're probably dealing with stuffiness and drippy noses and all that kind of stuff, which, of course, is really terrible when it happens to your kids. But it also is terrible when it happens with you, especially if you've got a really young child and you're breastfeeding, because, of course, if you're at that stage, you feel miserable. You just want to curl in a ball, go to sleep, stay in your bed but somebody needs you and wants you all the time, you know, possibly every couple of hours, especially if you have a really young baby and you need help. (laughs) Um, You might be looking, you know, for some kind of medication to help you get through it, but you might be worried because, you know, you've heard a lot of different rumors about, oh, well, you can't take such and such while you're breastfeeding. You know, you can't take these medicines. They could hurt your baby. They could get to your baby. Um, They can make your milk dry up. All these different things are out there. And some of it can be true, but some of it also could be either misleading or just flat out incorrect. So I really want to focus today on a bunch of different medicines that you tend to take when you have a cold or like sinus problems or maybe even a cough or just any of that, you know, very broad spectrum of respiratory stuff. So what we need to take during those times, particularly when we're breastfeeding. And by the way, I'm just going to start with my usual little caveat. Be careful talking to pediatricians or your OB or general practitioners um, or other healthcare providers who are not specifically like lactation consultants about this. Because through no fault of their own, you know, like these people have a lot that they are, that they know a lot about and they're amazing, but healthcare providers, you know, people who've been through med school, people who have been through nursing school are simply not taught much about lactation. It is just not in their curriculum. They don't know much about it unless they go and seek it out. And so they're probably just being kind of handed down what they were told when they were in med school, you know, however many years ago, which was probably just like, oh, yeah, that stuff will get into her breast milk. You know, you can't use that or tell moms not to take such and such if they're nursing that they need to quit. They need to pump and dump or they need to just, you know, give them a bottle for while they're sick or something like that. That's not true. Um, they simply haven't had that education. So just, you know, be aware of that. Sometimes 
I practice a little bit of smiling and nodding on my own when I am working with healthcare providers. Um, so do what you have to do. Just throwing that out there. And again, you might have a practitioner who is very well versed in lactation and really know about this. But a lot of times there's more of a like CI, say, bleh. <laughs> there's more of a CYA kind of attitude there that it's easier to tell someone either just not to take a medication or just not to nurse than to actually go and do your due diligence and make sure that whether or not it's safe. So we're going to kind of go through like specific medications that you can and can't take by symptom. And then we'll sort of do like a recap of better ideas for natural remedies at the end, which again, me saying that there are natural remedies out there does not mean that you should never take any medicines for your cold or sniffles or the flu, or, well, especially for the flu, you know, or whatever. It just means that you have drugs available to you and you also have natural remedies available to you. Why don't we use them both when they both work? <laughs> okay. So let's start with kind of the first symptoms that you have a lot of times with sinus things. Something that I dealt with over this weekend that was killing me was itchy eyes, nasal drainage, all of that kind of stuff where everything just itches inside and just ugh, bugs you. Um, that's really common for allergies. So that's probably caused through the histamine response. It's something that your body's reacting, your immune system is reacting to something foreign that it doesn't like. So in that case, the thing to actually most directly treat the issue is to use an antihistamine. So an antihistamine is the medication of choice for these particular symptoms. And depending on what kind you're using, they can be safe for both your baby and your milk supply. So the best studied one for breastfeeding is Zyrtec. Um, that one is absolutely fine for breastfeeding. There's some other ones that are kind of these we call second generation antihistamines that are also okay. So Allegra is fine. Claritin's fine. Zysol is fine. Um, Claritin doesn't work for me personally, but that's just, you know, everyone's body's different. Now, there's those more old school antihistamines such as Benadryl um, do things more than just working on the histamine response. So they also kind of dry things up and can indeed decrease your supply, particularly if you use them at high doses or use them for long periods of time. So that's why you don't want to take Benadryl um, whenever you are breastfeeding. So just kind of keep that in mind. And of course, you know, they make specific antihistamines that come in eye drops. Those are okay because that pretty much just stays in your eyes. It doesn't really cross into the blood, so it's bloodstream, so it doesn't like get all the way through and get to your milk and all of that. The next kind of symptom that you may have, just depending on what's going on, of course, is a cough. And that can be, you know, really frustrating, whether it's like a dry cough or wet, phlegmy, gross cough. And there's a few different drugs out there um, that we often use for those. So one is dextromethorphan. So forgive me if I mispronounce any of these. Even though I have the PhD in chemistry, sometimes <laughs> they still get away from me. But that is the stuff that's found in Robitussin. 
So if you remember the nasty tasting cough syrup from when you were a kid, that's what that is. It's simply a cough suppressant. So it really hasn't been studied on breastfeeding infants and milk supply, but it generally seems like it's safe for moms to use. Yeah, so the most recent information that we have says that the amounts of dextromethorphan and its active metabolite in breast milk are very low and not expected to affect the nursing infant. So there you go. By the way, they do note, so this is from the NCBI from LaxMed, um, they make a point that if you're taking a cough syrup that has alcohol in it, that might be something you want to watch out for is not have a crazy amount of alcohol while you're breastfeeding, but that's a whole different podcast episode for a different day. I don't see you getting enough alcohol from just cough syrup to actually cause a problem with breastfeeding, but just throwing that out there. Now, with that said, what's really interesting about this drug is that they've done studies and It really doesn't even work that great. So what they have found, particularly with kids, so I know we're talking about breastfeeding moms here, but hey, a lot of times breastfeeding moms also have young kids. Well, of course they do. (laughs) So let's let's go there too. Um, Robitussin or, you know, the active drug in it has been tested for cough suppression in kids under six. And what they have found that actually what works better is a spoonful of honey. So... The drug doesn't work that great. Honey, you know, the way that it throats your coat? No. The way that it coats your throat actually makes it to where you cough less. So that's a better choice for you and your kids. So since we're still talking about coughing, let's go to quaffinocin. So that's the stuff in Mucinex. And again, that's another thing that hasn't been specifically studied for breastfeeding, but there's no... There's nothing saying that it is unsafe for milk supply or to take during breastfeeding. Now, with that said, there was a study done in 2014 that found that this drug really doesn't help people cough up any more stuff than a placebo. So guafenicin isn't necessarily supposed to be about being a cough suppressant. What it is, is that if you have like a wet cough and you have a bunch of like crud and mucus and whatnot that you need to get rid of, Guafenicin is supposed to help you do that. So it kind of is supposed to like thin out mucus and make your coughs more, what's the word they use, more productive. Isn't that disgusting? (laughs) So with that said, the thing is that whenever you take Mucinex, you'll notice that the instructions tell you, you know, take this pill, but also drink an entire glass of water with it. They're always like, it's really important to drink that whole glass of water. What they found was that if you just drink the whole glass of water, that helped make your coughs more productive just as well as actually taking the drug. So you may as well just kind of skip guafenicin entirely, honestly. So this takes us to the drugs that we actually have the most concern about while breastfeeding. So one of the things you definitely want to avoid while breastfeeding is Sudafed. So Sudafed the formal name of this drug is pseudoephedrine. So that is the one, this is a nasal decongestant, but the way it works is by drying out your nasal passages and kind of clearing up rooms so that the actual passages can expand. 
So if it's drying out these areas around there, you can imagine it also dries out other areas like your ducts that produce breast milk. So this is why you definitely want to avoid that drug. A related drug that's not quite as strong is phenylephrine. So phenylephrine is a nasal decongestant. It works as a vasoconstrictor. So like I said, keeps fluid from your blood vessels from flowing out into surrounding tissues. And that's basically how breast milk is made. I mean, obviously it's more complex than that, but fluid from your blood vessels flow into the surrounding milk ducts. And we don't want to stop that from happening. So phenylephrine is not as intense as Sudafed, like I said, but it still is kind of iffy. It can cause a drop in your supply that's kind of um, contested, but it may. The other thing that they found is that pseudoephedrine has been caused, has been shown to cause irritability in infants when it passes through breast milk. And you know, when you're sick, the last thing you want is a cranky baby who's not going to sleep and not going to let you sleep or rest. So my recommendation is to skip any kind of like oral or pill form nasal decongestants. With that said, what you could take instead, there's a couple different things. You could do Flonase or Nasacort. Both of those you can get, I think you can get them both over the counter now. You can also get them by prescription. So those are steroid nasal sprays that help both the sinus pressure and congestion. They're totally safe for your milk supply and for your baby. But just be aware, it's not going to like magically work all of a sudden. It might take several days to even a week to get it to work. So don't expect like a sudden miracle from taking Flonase. The other thing that does work pretty well is Afrin, like the big long name for it is oxymetazoline. So this is a nasal spray. And so what it does, it's the same kind of vasoconstrictor thing, but it generally, since you spray it right into your nasal passages, it doesn't cross into your blood supply. So it doesn't get down to your milk so you don't have to worry about getting into your milk or affecting supply at all and it works within just a couple of minutes (laughs) and it feels pretty intense if you've ever had it like like oh I can breathe all of a sudden the only problem with it is that you can't use Afrin for more than like three days in a row because you can get rebound congestion where basically your body is so used to having that Afrin there to you know open up your nasal passages that like you kind of continue needing it and then that can be a real problem for people so I tend to be really careful with taking Afrin like I try to only take it say like maybe just at night like just to make to where it's like I've got to be able to breathe so I can sleep you know but of course there's also lots of things we can do you know as far as more natural remedies that can help you feel better it's not the same as, you know, medications, but every little bit helps. So the one thing that I really love is to either take a steamy shower or have a humidifier on hand. Those can be really helpful. You can also get like they have these little shower tablets that is like this stuff that smells good and helps you open up your nasal passages um, in Vicks Vapor Rub, but they're little they're called shower tabs and you can throw those at the bottom of your shower and let those dissolve and release their medicine. One thing to keep in mind while you're doing 
um, either a humidifier or one of those shower steamers or whatever, is be careful not to use anything that has camphor in it. So camphor actually makes it harder for kids under two to breathe. So if you have a nursing baby or toddler, you know, there's a pretty good chance that they are too young to be around that. So if you're co-sleeping or, you know, even like just room sharing, you don't need to have camphor in there. So, you know, use like the Vicks baby, the baby version of whatever you use with your humidifier if you add anything else to it. Of course, having hot tea or broth, lots of different fluids around is great because it loosens mucus. And, you know, especially when you have it warm, that steam, again, kind of helps with those nasal passages. All really helpful. If I'm doing tea, sometimes I'll put honey in it. We'll talk more about honey, of course. If I'm doing broth, I might smash a clove of garlic in there. I might put a few peppercorns in it, maybe a slice of ginger, all this stuff that not only makes it taste good, ooh, and turmeric, um, not just to make it taste good, but also because those all have things that are good for cold. So, you know, they're all great for fighting off those germs. If you have a cough, and I do this with my kids, heck, I do it for myself sometimes, give them a spoonful of honey right before bed because, again, that will coat that throat and help, you know, calm that cough down. And, of course, the most important thing that you need is rest. So lots of rest to help you feel better. One other thing I would suggest is if you're nervous about which drugs can I take, which ones can't I take, you know, which one was it that was okay, I don't remember, get this app. I think it might be like 20 bucks a year. I don't get anything from it. This is just, it's fantastic. It's called Mommy Meds. It's put out there by Dr. Thomas Hale. So he is like the expert on all the different medications out there and how they affect lactation. So he writes uh, medications in mother's milk. So they have an app that's really, really low cost and lists like literally every single drug. Like I can just go onto it and look up whatever I'm interested in and it will give me information on how it affects lactation. It'll give me information on how it affects pregnancy. It'll give me information about whether or not this stuff passes into breast milk and what happened if it did. It's a fantastic app. And it just is really reassuring. And again, you know, that same thing. You go to your doctor and they try to tell you that you can't take XYZ because you're breastfeeding you can just pull it up on mommy meds and be like, well, actually, there's a study back in, you know, 2017 that said that this stuff doesn't pass through breast milk or whatever. You know, you can show them that. So I really suggest getting that. If you're thinking about breastfeeding past the first year, keeping on nursing, even after they eat their smash cake, make sure that you grab my free little toolkit called Breastfeeding Past One, Why and How. You'll get to learn about extended nursing FAQs, you'll learn the benefits of toddler nursing, get some sample routines for how to go throughout your day with the toddler who is still breastfeeding, and more. And it's totally free, so you should grab it. Anyways, leave us a review. I would love to see your review. Go ahead and follow us so that you can get more info. We're going to be talking next week about sunscreen, which with it, again, summer's coming, 
So it's a good time to learn about that. And I will see you next time.